Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, hello everyone. This is Suzanne Knab and Nicole from Police Science Doctor. What is Police Science Doctor? It's a website that tries to bring academic research in the fields of evidence-based policing, police science, investigative psychology, forensic psychology, criminology, all those areas into the field of policing, law enforcement, and the military. Now, you practitioners, if you are practitioners, you often don't have the time or the access to look at academic research when really you should be knowing about all of this stuff, but it's not in your it's out of your hands, isn't it? So police science doctor basically just tries to bring all those good findings of what works best, what you could be using and how things should be done and basically tells uh, people like you about them. So on the police science doctor website, there's a number of training videos. There's also interviews with um, prominent experts in the fields. And what I do every week with these police science snippets and have been doing for the past 121 weeks now is I actually go through lots of research findings and academic journal publications, and I try to find three nuggets that might be practical practical and actionable for you. Like a lot of research is very specific, very niche, very theoretical, the testing methodologies and validating um questionnaires and and measurements and that's that's all very important but for you the practitioner it's not something you can actually directly use so i try to find three things that i think might be useful to you depending on the field of course there's not going to be something for you in every single snippet however if you are on the free police science doctor email list you get access to the read page and you have PDFs of all the previous 120 police science snippets on there. So you can actually read the snippet and click through to the link to the original research. You will need a password to get to that page and you get that password when you join the list and it's free to join and you can leave anytime you want. Just Google police science, go to police science doctor and leave your details in the form that pops up there. So First snippet for today is about restorative restorative justice for sexual offences. Now, restorative justice conferences have a very strong evidence base of actually being very, very beneficial. What it means is that an offender who has um, admitted to an offence and has, convicted, has been convicted of the offence is given the option to meet with the victim, with their victim, in a supervised setting, of course. Um, it's controlled, it's safe, and... The, the victim gets to tell the offender how the offense has affected them and the uh, repercussions and the consequences. And the offender gets to hear that and maybe also gets to um, explain their decision-making process. And, and actually that can have really beneficial and therapeutic um, consequences for the victim. And it has been shown to even reduce the reoffending rates for offenders. So it can be something that's very beneficial. Now, this particular snippet that I found today says that restorative justice in sexual offense cases can lead to dialogic forgiveness. I don't know if it's dialogic or dialogic forgiveness, um, which is a reduction in the victim's negative thoughts, feelings, and motivations towards the responsible person. And the emergence of positive feelings within a process of mutual communication between the survivor, restorative, uh, the responsible person and supporters. So whilst I gave you an, an, a general overview that restorative justice has a good strong evidence base to say that it's beneficial for both parties, um, 
reduces trauma on the victim side, reduces reoffending risk on the offender side. This one is particular to sexual offenses, also beneficial for that. Even though you might be thinking it would be very dicey to put victim and offender into the same room, it, it can actually work very well. The second snippet for this week is about training for support workers. Now, these were support workers who are um, who are on a suicide prevention hotline, and they were offered uh, some additional training in various ways, and the researchers looked at the uptake rate of that training. What they found was that suicide prevention training that was offered to those working on an intimate partner violence support hotline, apologies, it was not a suicide prevention hotline, it was a domestic abuse um, hotline, um, they had higher participation rates um, to those to voluntary participation rates to this training when it was offered in a more personal way, such as personal email messages and phone calls, rather than just an email announcement or letter. Now, this is significant because if we want our staff and supporting staff and other organizations to undergo additional training, what is the best way of trying to get them to, um, to volunteer to that, to agree that, to accept the training? Personal communication works much better than generic announcements and letters is what this research found. And the last snippet for today is about organized crime groups and disrupting criminal networks. Disrupting criminal networks by targeting a higher number of actors or more central actors is more effective than you know, targeting a lower number of actors or those that are, less, uh, that are more peripheral. However, it is important to consider how the network regroups. It can actually strengthen other groups and the criminal scene when one group is disrupted. Now, I watched, um, I, I teach at Middlesex University. I teach policing and investigations and investigative psychology. And I showed them a video of an ex-police officer who did a lot of undercover work um, to disrupt criminal gangs. And he was actually of the opinion it strengthens the criminal scene if you take down one group. So... Is it the best thing? Have you guys got any experience? And you know, do do please share your experience on here as much as you can, of course. If if you have worked in this field and what your experiences have been, if you're spending a lot of time, maybe months, trying to take down a criminal gang, criminal ring, what happens after that? You know, does it does it make the whole thing worse afterwards, or does crime die down? Because we want crime to die down, but actually, you're taking out somebody's competition, aren't you? So what have been the consequences in your experience? Um, so mechanisms driving the recovery are actually at least as important as the disruption strategies themselves. So what's that? what that is saying, that the police should not just look at, okay, how can we disrupt that criminal network, but also what are we doing with the, with the void, with that gap that we're leaving there? What is, what is happening with that? How do we manage that? And is that going to be beneficial or detrimental to the community? Okay, so there's more thinking that needs to go in there for the long term. I hope that you found something in those snippets that may have been of use to you. And like I said, there's different snippets every week. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't been made aware yet that I duplicated any. Of course, it can happen. I'm sure it will happen sooner or later, but hopefully it hasn't happened yet. I hope there's something that you can find in the library. Just go to the read page of the Police Science Doctor website. Again, you need the access password for that, but you can download all the snippets um, that have been published there before. 121 now times three each. So hopefully there'll be something that is relevant to your role. And I'll see you again next week. Thanks very much for watching. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, 
your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.